Sport Press Podcast featuring hosts Shay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I'm Jay Hove. <laughs> Weezy in the building. Say what's up, Weezy. What's up, y'all? What it do? 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 Coach Lock back in the building. Up. Say what's up, Cav. What's up? What's up? What's up? Everybody all right? Yes, sir. Quarantine. Oh, we hey, listen, man. We about to get oh. back in that studio soon, dog. Hey, man. Yeah. Sooner than later. Sooner than later. Sooner than later. <laughs> It all comes crashing <laughs> down. I'm born. Born got their vocals going this morning. Yeah, the vocals <laughs> early, for sure. Uh, <laughs> episode 318, fellas, man. We're going through the hottest sports news of the past week. Part two. FSP style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Man, for sure. Let's kick it off. Best of the week, Lock. What you got? A girl, Oprah, man, she donated some money to, to the Tennessee State University. She donated $2 million. But what they didn't really tell you is that money's not really going all to TSU because it's going to the Nashville Nurtures along with she got with Bishop Walker and Mount Zion that's going to provide meals to more than 10,000 families in Nashville. So it's not actually all going to TSU, but it's TSU in the area. <laughs> Weezy, what you got, man? Best of the week. Our uh, best week for me is uh, baby girl. She took two steps on me this week, man. Hey. She took two steps. That's I was all right, right there. Yeah. Then she won't do it no more for me. So, you know what that Enjoy. is, dog? Growth. Yes, right. Really, really <laughs> hey. is, be, be glad she ain't going to do it again yet because once she starts doing it, it's all, it's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, what you got? Man, all the other Bulls players speaking out on the inconsistencies of the last game. That's been this whole week, Horace Grant, Craig Hodges, BJ Armstrong, the list goes on. Just poking holes and pause in what Mike was talking about. It's been a good been a good week for me. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> Sound yeah, like they, they going at him. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Mike's documentary. He can omit and add stuff as much as he wants to. And if they want to put a documentary together, by all means, they have the the wherewithal to do so, man. It's nuts. With no cameras and no footage. 100%. <laughs> uh, my best of the week is just congratulating all the 2020 graduates, including my own nephew, Bryson. Um, this class definitely will go down in history. as the first quarantine graduating class for sure. So. Embrace this. Enjoy college, man. Bryson, I know you listen, man. Love you, man. Definitely go to school for free. Student loans are trash. Shout out to B, man. Shout out to B. Hit him with 
hit him with the noise. That's a yeah, no, but so Bryson is a grown man now. You know what I'm saying? His voice deep. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. We're getting old, coach. Or worst of the week, Weezy. I know you got something good. What's your worst of the week? No, my worst of the week is uh, I'm going back to the Jordan documentary. Evidently, man, none of his none of his teammates had his phone number to call him and be like, "Hey, what you do? What we're not going to discuss in this uh in this uh blast dance?" Nah, yeah, you can't call Mike. That's like yeah. trying to call Jay Z. They can't That's call Jordan. It's a different conversation, man. You know what I'm saying? Some people you got to call to get a call to get a call back for sure. God, that's is rough, he, man. Is he as bad as, as the other Mike? What? Mike Jackson? Yeah. Man, I guess nah. you're dead, Coach. What are you talking about? <laughs> nah, you, nah. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> we know that, Weezy. When Mike was alive, you couldn't call Mike. Oh, I want nobody to call Mike, Coach. Nobody could call Mike. Nobody call Mike. We don't want to know what Mike got going on. 100. <laughs> 100. We don't want to. <laughs> Just drop the music, Mike. Just drop the music. Yeah, I ain't Jeff, calling Mike. Nah, he'll not. Jeff, what you got? Worst of the week. Uh, worst of the week, man. Um, so good thing is Nashville is moving to phase two with the quarantine, so stuff is opening up. My barber's opening up. Uh oh, I don't know if I'm ready to do this or not yet, man. I'm just not. I don't know. So just wait it out. Wait it out, Jeff. Yeah, I'm trying, but wait I, I it got, out. That's all I'm gonna say. It's my worst yeah. of the week. Yeah, no. sure. I'm itching to go to the barbershop. Bad. Worst of the week, like what you got? Man, uh, four-star Oregon Sonny Luke Hill arrested for attempted murder, man. Come on, Locke, man. Now you back to your – come on. No, hey, did, no did nobody even get shot? What? <laughs> you did nobody even get shot? <laughs> he tried. He tried. He tried. He definitely tried. But it was over over his ex, though. And it was with oh. a kid. It was with a kid he went to high school with. So his career is gone. He went from going to be a four-star athlete at Oregon for football to now he has attempted murder charges. Just gone. Career wasted. My worst of the week, um, it's Instagram people, man. Like, I saw Summer Walker's face as of late, and she's clearly had some work done. Saw Khloe Kardashian looking the exact same way. Um, ladies, yeah, I know some of you are listening to this, but please love yourself, man. You got to love yourself, man. Don't continue to do these things to yourself. Khloe Kardashian was a beautiful lady prior to all of the enhancements. Sure you know, you um, look at Summer Walker, beautiful girl, man. Just look in the mirror, man. You don't have to do this, man. And I think it is just going in these comments and people saying, oh, you ugly. Oh, you need to do this. You got this money. You should do this. Man, just love yourself, man. It's rough seeing this, man. It's, it's disheartening. I hate seeing it because these people don't realize, like Lil' Kim, like you get this work done. Lil' Kim was beautiful, man. You look at her now, she don't even look like he's, herself, dog. She's awful. That, you can't reverse that shit. That's your face. Yeah, all just this. Don't, yeah, just don't mess with your face. Get, I mean, you know, get the tummy tucks and the boob jobs. And, but don't mess with the face. <laughs> <What's up? laughs> look at me. <laughs> Stat of the week, man. Shout out to Bryce for this fine. In 1995, Dikembe Mutombo won Defensive Player of the Year by being selected to the second team all defense. This has happened twice, including once to Tyson Chandler and also Mark Gasol. Shout out to Bryce for that fine, man. That's real. Hey, showed you how, how that, that defensive team could be a little No, the, the defense oh, oh, oh. ain't really, it ain't really uh -oh. waiting. 
deep. No, nah, no. Nah, get that. It happened three times in NBA history. Go ahead on, Jeff. <laughs> now make sure you check out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on prior episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search for Sport Press Podcast. Then after you do that, make sure you check out the On Day TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Sprite Blue every Wednesday. The latest issue is up right now. The Future Half Life Review. Have you guys checked that out? I have not, man. I ain't even checked out the album, so I try not to listen to the show <laughs> if I haven't listened to the album because it can sway me another way. So um, I got to check out that album. Man. Not a big fan of Future's albums. I like his features, so I haven't checked it out. Not excited about checking it out either. Too, it's too long, Paul. It's, it's, it should, if that album was 13 songs long, that would be a real, real – and Odette kind of covered this in the show, too. Spoiler alert, sorry. But if it was 13, 10 to 13 songs, that would be a great album. But 20 songs of that, man. Woo! Because I haven't finished the album yet. But it, it's okay so far. It's nothing to write home about. Most definitely, man. Shout out to the guys, man. Um, fresher than your average, man. Featuring myself, my dog. Animal Browns and Self-Help Fashion Podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We had our last IG pre-show for season one for our YouTube exclusive Can't Leave Home Without. Drop Friday night featuring Sean Wash. Shout out to Wash. Simply search youtube.com slash Realville Media. It's up right now directly for the culture. Where your kicks? Copper sponsor. Sean Wash had a good little episode, man. That was a good look. Yeah, good look. Nah, Wash sure. right there. Yo, watch, man. Watch is the uh, Renaissance man. We got to get, we got to make sure to watch. You know, a lot of people, I'm a, I do a lot of streetwear. I'm not a, uh, a bespoke guy like my man's. Yeah. A lot of stuff he put me on game with because I don't pay any attention to a lot of that stuff, more streetwear stuff for me. So he could be mm-hmm. beneficial, man, for people that's in that lane for sure. Shout out to Watch me. He did a good job. Berets and Birkenstocks, baby. Hey, drop time stocks, man. Wash is right though. You gotta have those those good time pieces though. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have sure. good time pieces like that, man. That's Understood. very underrated. That's very underrated in today. That's a mighty fine time piece you got there. Mighty mighty fine. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> mighty fine. <laughs> Jill. <laughs> uh, you got ten good rest in seconds. Oh yeah. Let's start the clock. All right, so it's been a sad week in the wrestling world. Um, this week, we lost uh, former WWE superstar Shad Gaspar. Uh, Shad was a member of the tag team Crime Time. I don't know if y'all remember Crime Time. Um, but Shad was a great guy, man. And um, he was swimming with his son in Venice Beach. And they got caught up in the current. And um, during that time, the, the lifeguards and things like that came out to rescue them. And Shad told them, save my son first. Um, within saving his son, he got submerged in a wave. and here we are later on this week. So his body washed up on this. You know, I'm not going to go into all that, but RIP Shad, man, he's a good guy. Um, it's a video that you will find here shortly on the 808s and Chair Shots uh, Instagram page through the plug um, of Shad uh, celebrating with another African-American wrestling MVP last year when Kofi Kingston won the championship of WrestleMania. That was, you know, it is wrestling. It is wrestling. It is scripted. But if you know how long it took for a black man, actual black man to win the WWE championship, you would see why they were emotionally they were. So that's a dope video and it shows you what kind of person Shad was. So I repeat him. Okay. Shad okay. was the he was a body double for Terry Crews in a couple of movies. And he was the guy that was on TMZ, I think maybe four years ago, 
who stopped the armed robbery in the gas station, snatched the gun from a dude, held him down to the police, came and all that. And, you know, Shad was that kind of guy. So I do remember yeah. that video. I remember that. Shout out to Shad, man. Sure. Shad. Most definitely. Damn, Jeff, you brought the mood down. Now, tweet us with questions. You pulled a coach a lot. Tweets with questions throughout the week at Fool's Sport First. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. And more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we get started, the first half, Wheezy, do you have a Yellow Box Award recipient? This week, award recipient is uh, Fox NFL analyst Jay Glazer. Here we go. For sure, you put some spice in it. I see you easy. Jay Glazer was on Twitter doing a Q&A and responded to a fan's question. The question stated, and I quote, if and when Drew Brees retires this year or the next, is Taysom Hill the future starter or is this just a smokescreen? Now, end quote, that's a reasonable question. You know what is not reasonable? Jay Glazer's response. Glazer said, and I quote, Taysom is a bigger Lamar Jackson. No, it's not a smokescreen. Sean Payton likes him that much. He'll be the guy. What? End quote. Now, you are comparing the third-string quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, who couldn't even play when Drew Brees went down, to a person who's the only second person in NFL history to be unanimously voted MVP. I guess what we're doing? Like, that is – that's a cold take. If he's that good – why is Jameis the backup? Why did they bring in Jameis Winston? They didn't bring him to be a third-string quarterback. They brought him in to be the backup. Come on, man. Sean Payton is not benching a guy that's capable of winning MVP. He's trying to get some more followers. 31 years old. About to be 31 years old, right? Come on, man. What are we doing here? Come on, man. <laughs> Y'all know what we're doing. I mean, don't get, I mean, don't get me wrong. Tyson Hill is super athletic. Super athletic, but he ain't no Lamar Jackson. No. Not at all. Just marginalizing what this dude did last year, man. And I marginalize it all the time. I'm not the person to sit and say that Lamar Jackson. We've seen it before. We've seen, you know, we've seen Vic. Uh, yeah, we've seen Vic. No, 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 come on, Jack. Here we go. <laughs> but what Here I'm saying go. is, don't do that compared to a person that don't even play. Man, don't even play, dog. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Go ahead, Lee. I'm rooting so hard for Lamar Jackson, like, you know, on the low because they think he can't do it again. I mean, I would love to see him do it again, just not against my Titans. But I want him to. I want him to keep that same momentum into the next. I want him to be himself. I don't want him to, you know, worry about getting hurt and start throwing the ball eighty times a game. I want him to, you know, if he's not there, take off, and run the football. I do. I want him to throw the ball a little bit, run the ball a little bit less. I don't know if it's throw the ball more, maybe include his running backs in it a little bit more, just for his long term. Availability. I want to be around for a while, but do do y'all notice the irony in the fact that Lamar Jackson having the year he's had is allowing someone like Taysom Hill to be mentioned as a quarterback? Like, but it wouldn't work the other way around. Like a a, a quarterback with an arm that was African American would get those second or third looks if a quarterback with an arm like Drew Brees or someone. You know what I mean? It's just weird how this works out, man. Weird, weird, weird. No, for and, sure, man. And Tyson Hill is a package quarterback. Like, they got certain packages where he plays. They don't just put him in the game. They just got to be a certain package for him to be in the game. That's it, man. He's a gimmick quarterback. Like, Weezy, who was that you said was a gimmick wide receiver? Tyreek Hill? 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> but y'all been at me for <laughs> yeah, a week right now, now. Yeah. about Magic That's... Johnson. And this man called Ty- Tyreek Hill top three wide receiver in the entire NFL, a gimmick but wide receiver. Ain't no top three. No, it's not. That's... That statement need to go in the trash with your, with your Magic Johnson statement. It's Both of them. He's in the pile. It's, it's the Magic Johnson statement trash can, though. Like, you named the trash can after that statement. That <laughs> oh, was man. bad. You guys ready to get started with the first half? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. I'm Weezy. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, working and find you on social media, my brother. And everything's the same. Lock underscore un- the underscore great. That's T H A. Little fumble right there. Most definitely. <laughs> Where you at, Weezy? I'm FSP Weezy on IG and I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. Holla at me. What about you, Jeff? It's Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Yeah, it is. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Find me on Twitter. Ooh. Hey, my Twitter. <laughs> Jeff. Shambles. 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 Jeff loved this. This thing. This all happened in the first half of last week's show. Um, you know, I felt as if Magic Johnson is a tad bit overrated. I still stand to that. Um, I also think John Stockton, uh, while, you know, I've got a lot of heat for the John Stockton, I was more referencing Isaiah Thomas. Y'all so know, y'all know okay, Z. So I'm finna, so you starting a you starting a team tomorrow. Both of them oh. in their prime. You taking Magic Johnson? I'm taking who? Magic Johnson or John Stockton? Who, who around me? You feel what I'm saying? Nah, you start no, you starting a team. Yeah, now nah, that's what I'm saying. I need to know who around me. These nah, are the only two people you got to start with. <laughs> uh, catch us on YouTube.com to watch this. Uh, YouTube.com/slash Fools Press. Uh, please subscribe. We have a giveaway coming up in June. So I'm um, excited about that. More so, boy, didn't even ask. Yeah, I ain't nothing to talk about. Depending on who around, you can't answer me. John Stockton led the uh, USA team in blocks, man. Bruh. Oh, uh, he don't play. Man, come on. I knew you, I knew you was going to drop that. <laughs> Let's kick off the first half with some more NBA talk. <laughs> Adam Silver is rolling out plans to get the NBA back going from their hiatus. Players are allegedly on schedule to report back to markets in early June and do individual workouts. Then somewhere in the final week to 10 days to June, formal training camps will start at team facilities. Finally, by mid-July, teams will travel to bubbles in cities like Orlando, maybe Vegas or L.A. as of late. And then um, they'll focus on a handful of regular season games that would tip off getting teams to roughly 70 games total. After that, the playoffs will begin with a seven-game series for each round. How you guys feel about this timeline? I'll go. Um, I think it's for, – for the fan, it's great to be able to uh, have sports and have basketball back, the greatest sport on earth. But, um, man, that training camp, I hope you guys haven't been sitting around chilling at the rest of us because that training camp running into that regular season in push, because a lot, a lot of teams still, you know, jockeying for position. But I was like, man, I don't want to see nobody get nothing serious happen going into this when we're trying to figure out something right now. So, I hope, you know, that's my only fear is that right there. Yeah, it, this could cause a lot of injuries because as we saw with some of the courts 
when they were doing the horse competition, like Trey Young, he wasn't outside training. We know he wasn't because he ain't with no court out there. Now, maybe he had a plug somewhere to get into something that, you know, they were keeping quiet because nobody was supposed to be in anything. But this could be real disastrous and see a lot of injuries coming from this because they had their body hasn't been conditioned, even though they're going to go into it and give them a week or two to get ready for it. But it's not the same because it's going to be rushed. And only when you see things rush like that in sports, that's when you see a lot of injury. That's the same thing I think. I think um, I'm worried about injuries, but I'm also worried about – I don't know how the players are going to adapt to not playing at home for a playoff or a play. You know what I'm saying? You already got to play without a crowd. Then you're not going to be able to play at home and you've been off, and you've been off for two months. I won't be betting on no playoffs this year. That's huge. Yeah, and they're also looking into a maybe a, a playoff or playing game for the AC. So uh, persons that are currently seated at eight all the way to fifteen, they play a round robin tournament for the eighth spot. Can't do the seventh spot in the West because I think the seventh spot is very secure in that seventh spot by maybe seven games. So um, it's going to be rough, man. It's going to take a lot testing for players, coaches, training staff, broadcast uh, crews to make that bubble situation work. Even with Korean basketball, I said basketball, Korean baseball, have a, they have a commitment saying, hey, if something happens, if somebody tests positive, we're prepared to sit out for three weeks and figure this out. One person testing positive. You mean to tell me that the NBA is ready to do that? Nah, man, they're not ready to do that. They're not ready to do that. And I think they're doing this just to get their money, which in turn is the, the whole thing of why the entire world is opening up. If money wasn't involved, um, we would still be in lockdown 100%. So it's going to be tricky, man. And I don't see them even playing because there's a lot of players coming out saying that they don't feel comfortable playing. Hmm. Don't blame them. Do not blame them. One bit. Well, we're going to stay with the NBA and talk about a guy who's been in the media quite a bit here lately, Paul Pierce. He was on um, talking about greatest players, and they asked him about it, and he mentioned his top five. And he didn't put a particular player in there known as LeBron James. His top five was Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, and Kobe Bryant. He went on to say the reason was he has not helped build any organizations in his career. And I quote, what has LeBron did to build up any organization from the ground? I'm talking about these players, top five players. Bill Russell built the organization of Boston, Kareem, Magic, Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Bird. These guys are all top ten players who helped build their organization or continue the tradition, end quote. Now, that's a lie. LeBron completely changed the Cleveland Cavaliers. When LeBron's first stint was in Cleveland, they averaged about 19,000 fans. The years he wasn't there, they averaged 17,000. His second stint in Cleveland, they averaged 20,000. The money that he brought into the city for the organization was nuts. When he was first got there in 2003, they were worth 220 million. In 2010, when he left the first time, they were worth 476 million. When he went back, it had dropped down to 355. And by the time he left the second time, it went up to 1.3 billion. Woo! Woo! Love that money. So, and he bought him a championship. True. Listen, he doesn't like LeBron James because he prevented him from being a, a superstar in the NBA. 
And it happens, bro. Just like Carl Malone doesn't necessarily like Michael Jordan, you triple down and say he's not even top seven. And it's it's deep rooted, man. It's super yeah. deep rooted, man. I can't think of six or seven players better than LeBron James. And that's that's a tough task right there. Like Paul Pierce Wilder. And his career's <laughs> not even done. LeBron's still playing, dog. He can still he might end up being the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. How in the hell? No, bro. That's that and you know, come on now. And LeBron got a better record than him in matchups. He 35 and 34 against him, four and two in the playoffs, and 17 and 13 overall in the postseason. So he owns you too. And that has a lot to do with it, man. Just being in a situation where a player has gotten the best of you. It happens, man. I, I don't I don't believe anything he says anymore. I I I don't I can't listen to it. To say that man has never built an organization, that's a bad thing to say. What can what can he what can he say that you can believe now? I like I agree with Jay. I would have respected him more if he would have just came out and said, I don't like LeBron James. We had our rivalry, so I'm not gonna put him in my list. I respected him more if he just said that, because then it would make sense. Then people could be like, okay, I understand why you're not putting him in your list. But for you to straight up straight face say he's not in my top ten, top five, that's that's blasphemy. It don't make no sense. I think and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it, I think Paul Pierce got a little gassed on the game of zones. Uh, series finale when he was labeled the goat of all goats because he got to rewrite history. So I think he got a little gassed off of that and just started to come out with all these crazy weird hot takes. Or he listened to FSP last week and Jay Hovind fired. One of the two. So yeah, he definitely got a job here with Jay Hovind. <laughs> he definitely has a job here. The thing is, I have viable reasons as to why Paul Pierce don't. So. Okay. So we're going to keep it in the NBA, guys. We're going to keep it in the fantasy world since we're talking about the NBA. It's been over two decades, 20-some years, since he got game first people theory. Y'all remember that, Jesus Show's work. It was an instant hoops classic. So now public support has grown for a sequel. I'm not sure why. And director Spike Lou is considering my guy, Zion Williamson, for a role. Lee mentioned that he wanted to reach out to Zion before the pandemic hit. He also mentioned that the story is quite murky. Not sure where he wants to go with at this point, but he will admit that Ray Allen is involved. And of course, Denzel Washington keeping his no sequels unless his equalizer uh, rule intact, and he will not be involved. Do we need a He Got Game sequel? 100%, man. We need that. It's one of my favorite basketball movies, top three. I, I think, you know, Zion has came out and said he's interested in being a part of the sequel. If you can't get Denzel, you got to get John David, his son. So you go get him. <laughs> Rosario Dawson says she's coming back to pay La La Bonilla. The mm. one that, uh, and she invented trust issues. Um, yeah. <laughs> nah, for sure. La La Bonilla was, she was dirty, man. She did my dog Jesus dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But nah, for sure. We need to see this, for sure. I don't need to see it at all, especially after the person directing it is saying the story is murky. That makes me feel like it's going to be a disaster. Because you you out here fishing, trying to figure out how you're going to get the story together, how you're going to bring it together, how you're going to make it make sense. Just leave it alone. I'm cool with it. I don't need to see another He Got Game. I can be perfectly fine just keeping the original and going from there. People, I don't need to see them 30 years later older. And I'm not, like, I'm not really a huge movie person, but I'm speaking on the huge movie heads that I know. They don't want to see this. They don't. They don't want to see. It. They don't like remakes of, of movies that 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 burnt the child. They don't want to see this. No, it's hold the, on. You can pick up where he left off. He went to big stage. I do have an idea. 
of how they can do this. Because it's 20 years ago. That means they're going to have to push, push back a couple of years. But let's just say Lala got pregnant by homeboy, the, uh, the, dude, the dude she cheated on him with. And the son is a basketball prodigy, and she reaches out to Jesus for help because he's making some of the same mistakes. That could work. Because you can't have Jesus still out there playing basketball because he was in a big state 25 years ago. It don't work. It ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't bad, Jeff, but I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. I mean, I'm not. That's, that's the only way it'll work, though. That's the only way I can see it being done. So if you keep up with the New Orleans Saints, you know who Sean Payton is. And he's doing little things differently, and I'm not talking about what his play calling. When Sean Payton coaches his football games in the NFL, if you notice, he wears Jordans. He started wearing white and gold 11 lows during the 2019 season. Well, Michael Jordan took notice to it. During the Super Bowl week, Sean Payton toured Mike's new Invitational Golf Course. And after Mike finished a round of golf, he walked up to show Sean Payton and said, uh, I know you've been wearing my Jordans, man, on game day. And he told him, and I quote, I'm going to make you my first Jordan coach. And Sean Payton had never met Michael Jordan before. He knew who he was, but he had never met him and was shocked that he actually walked up to him and said it. But sure enough, a few weeks later, he gets an email and it's a deal with Jordan. Now, Jordan has yet to confirm signing Sean Payton, but this deal is pretty much all but done, and, just, and Sean Payton will go as the first coach to be a Jordan brand ambassador. Is that a big deal, and will we see a trend of this in the future? Huge deal. It's a huge deal. they got a mean team right now. Zion, who we just spoke about, Luca, just signed Stephon Gilmore. they got to get an NBA coach. I don't know an NBA coach that's currently um, cool enough to wear sneakers every game and doing something like that. But you get a young coach in the game, get it going like that, man. Uh, I can see Doc Rivers maybe doing it, but he don't really like Mike like that ever since the, their beef uh, when he played for the Knicks. So, yeah, man, but you got to get an NBA coach. This is dope. I like it. Like, I, I wouldn't have selected Sean Payton. I wouldn't have thought it would have been him, but you're right. He was wearing those white and gold 11 during the season. Um, it's gonna be fun to see them, them PE coaches, them, them CE editions, coaches editions. So you know, what I mean, I mean that, that could be fun. You know, the black and gold sixes on the sideline again. You know, you know, I'm, I'm probably the only one that like those. Um, but yeah, so that's good. Look, good look. Jordan created. He has an empire, but he's adding to the empire. I don't have no problem with Sean Payton. Uh, I hope he, like Jay said, reaches out to NBA, maybe even college. A, a cool college coach, man. They got um, a couple already. Florida Gators. Name's Dan Mullen. Go Gators. Wow. Can you move on? How much did Michael Thomas play in his role? Because he's a Jordan signee. You know, he's sponsored by Jordan, and he plays for the Saints. So do you think he had anything to do with that? He might have nah. had something to do with Sean Payton getting the shoes. Like, he's seen what Mike Thomas had, and then he probably, you know, gave him a pair or something like that. And then, Jordan, Sean, and then Michael Jordan probably picked it back off of that. Sean Payton was just right place, right time. That's how it was. Because coaches have been wearing Jordans. I've seen a lot of coaches wear Jordans, especially college football coaches. Uh, not really. It's just really Dan Mullen. You oh it's 14. Fourteen. Lincoln Riley, man. Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley. Uh, that, I mean, we had no, no, no. We had our, we had our Jordan deal before them. Y'all didn't have it before 14, Michigan. Dan Stop the madness. Them, but but now nah, I'm saying John ain't walking around in the Jordans like that. He be wearing he had them twelve. Man, he man, bro, come on. He had the Michigan, Michigan twelve. Damn, Mullins is a sneakerhead. He wear Yeezys and everything. Dude. But that's because he was in the Adidas school. 
So now my dog wear exclusive Jordans, man. Hey, man, it's okay. Let's go to halftime. Everybody, like everybody on the screen, man. they tease on the down side. Mute them, Jim. Mute them. Mute them. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, get them out of here, man. I'll be myself. Go <laughs> get We're going to get ready to go to halftime, man. Thank you all for listening. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it. You know, former NBA star Gilbert Arenas has quite a story to tell. Arenas, who lives in Southern California, says he regularly plays the Mega Millions lottery game like Wheezy. But recently, while going to get his numbers at his usual gas station in Calabasas, shout out to Drake, he was low on gas and forgot all of his cash except for $10. So he went to a different station where he encountered a homeless man asking for change. The three-time All-Star said he would be willing to give him $5 and purchase $5 worth of gas, an offer that the man declined. But he said Arenas wouldn't make the trip on five bucks. The man told him to keep his 10 bucks and joked that he owed him 20 instead when he cashes in. Arenas reached his final destination only to discover the gas station was closed, thus preventing him from getting a ticket. Arenas awakened the next morning to learn that he won 300,000 bucks from California's Mega Millions draw on May the 12th. Since he was such a frequent customer to the gas station, the owner purchased a ticket and selected the same number that he always does. Arenas reconnected with the man, providing him with an undisclosed amount of money from his prize. Arenas said the homeless man hugged him for five minutes, cried, and began to pray. Shout out to Gilbert Arenas, who had the best three-year run, NBA history, 300000 How much did he give the homeless man? $10 million. Ten, yeah, I think 10 too. I said, I think he gave him 50. Shit. No, I don't think that. I, I think he gave him about 15, 20. Gilbert Arenas made a, $162 million playing basketball. Oh, I'm not saying Gilbert Hurden. I'm not saying yeah. Gilbert Hurden at all. I don't, well, at least I'm not. But yeah. 50 cash, 50 laws like that? Yeah, for sure. I think he may have been in a situation where he might have bought him a car, something that he needed for sure. And then yeah. maybe some petty cash, 10 bands, something like that to keep it going. Nice little, mm. nice little Honda Civic. Yeah, nice, no, nice sure. Honda Civic. Yeah, yeah something, Honda Civic. something yeah. for the man to do. But that was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a good year for that homeless dude. It's a yeah, real big came up. Mm-hmm. His currency was popping. Yeah, party on him. Party on him. Yeah, I hope he just does well with the money. Shout out to Gilbert Arenas, man. Super underrated, man. One of my favorite basketball players of all time. Yeah, he was a cookie shot for them years. Is he better? Is he better than Magic Johnson? <laughs> Magic ain't oh, never average no twenty eight. Oh, Magic oh, ain't never average no twenty eight. Here we go. Let's go to second half. You'll mention you'll mention about to be in shambles again if you, you go go out in that limb. Oh no, no, we're going to the second half. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half. It's your boy, J-Ho, man. We're doing more topics before we get started. I am J-Ho. <laughs> it's your boy, Big Joe. <laughs> I'm Weezy. What's up? What do you do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Yeah, man. The people requested a deep dive on topics. We're going through the hottest sports news of the past week in the second half as well. Kick things off for us, Joe. Yeah, speaking of kickoff, let's take it to the football. Somebody get Spike Lou on the line. Somebody get my guy P.O. on the line. KG, I know she's listening. Let's talk about them Cowboys. Dak Prescott reportedly turned down a five-year, $175 million contract from the Cowboys. 
the contract would have made him at the time the highest paid QB in NFL history. Instead, you know what Dak's holding out for, guys? $45 million or north of that per year. Damn! To make him the undisputed highest paid quarterback in NFL history per season for the Cowboys. Is Dak going to get this money? Hell no, he's not getting that money. And if he's unwilling to adjust that price to something lower than what Russell Wilson's getting, they got to trade him, man. They got to trade him. And I would trade him. I would give up anything they want for Aaron Rodgers right now. I'll give him whatever they want. Can you imagine him with that with that Dallas O-line, with them Dallas wide receivers, dog? Whew. Man, the, the, I don't want to imagine that. The thing is with that money, man, we uh, it's, it's – it's something going on. It's something in that verbiage of that contract that Dak don't like. I think it's a guaranteed money. We don't know what the guaranteed money is. And I think the bulk of that money, the 175 at the end of the contract to make him say the whole five years. So it's something it's something going on with Dak. I, I don't logically I don't think Dak's gonna turn that money down. I just don't think he will. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it I and I understand with special football, especially dealing with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, and it's not just the Cowboys, it's all teams. They're liable to cut you anytime because it's a business. So you want to get as much money as you can up front because if they talking about giving you that kind of money, you got to look at people like Kirk Cousins who averaged $33 million a year. You get more to him, which you, you, uh, he's better than Kirk Cousins and me. But then after that, you start talking about the Aaron Rodgers who get $33.5 million, you know, that level where he, he's in that, that tier. Turn down 175 million. That sounds nuts. I don't think she's turning that. And here's, here's the only reason why I think I'm mean, because the only reason I think he is though is because there's another contract coming next year that's gonna set the bar ridiculous. Because KC's gonna give Patrick Mahomes a checkbook and say, Take it, whatever you want, just leave us a little bit and sign a couple other people, but you take whatever you want. So that could just try to get in on the front end of that. If I'm his agent, I'm saying, Look, you know what's happening next year. And that's going to set the ball for every other quarterback after him. Then Lamar Jackson after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just come, it's going to get bigger as it goes on. So, pause. So, I think Dak is – his leverage is he can argue that I'm taking this 45 or maybe take a 40 right now. But just know, if I if you don't give it to me now, the person you bring in is going to be paying them 50. But I tell you this, they don't, they got the July 15th to figure it out. He's going to sign that $31.5 million franchise tag. We're sticking with quarterbacks. We're going to talk about a future Hall of Famer, better known as Tom Brady. Now, with ESPN enjoying success of the Michael Jordan last dance doc, they're going to go for a repeat. They're going to do a nine-part documentary on Tom Brady called Man in the Arena that will focus on a future Hall of Famer documenting himself through nine Super Bowl trips with New England. Now, they're saying it's going to be a small, seemingly insignificant instance that shaped his career. But the thing is, just like with Mike in the last dance, Brady's going to heavily be involved with production process. So don't be looking for a lot of stuff negative about Brady or anything bad about Brady that he doesn't want you to see because he's going to be producing it just like Mike produced the last dance. Are y'all looking forward to seeing this documentary? I've had enough of these self-serving documentaries. The 10-part Jordan one was enough. Like. Let's 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 move on. No disrespect. Let's wait to Tom Brady. Let's wait till he's missed a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And then when he don't have a lot to do with it, 
and then let's do this because it, it's self-serving. It's, it leaves out some of the stuff. And I get it. You're 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 producing this, and you're gonna you're not gonna make yourself look bad. Totally understand. But nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, let's. I need to, I need to miss Tom Brady a little bit before I see this nine page. I mean, this nine part documentary because over the last what 10, 15 years, he's been. He's always been in some big time playoff game or a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen a lot of it. We heard. I'm sure it's not going to be a lot of the cheating scandals in there. It's not going to be a lot of his home life. It's going to be about a bunch of his eating habits, something we already know that we think that makes him great. I think they need to dig some dirt up on him first, and then I'll be interested. A hundred percent, man. I agree with everybody, man. I think he needs to push this back until he retires. His story, just like LeBron James, is still being written. I think with Michael Jordan, he's such a mythical figure and no athlete could have 100% approval rate. But I think Michael Jordan is the closest to that. And for many of those reasons, I think Brady doesn't have that type of popularity within fans. He's basically lived his entire career like trying to force himself out of headlines. And part of that is the Patriots and everything that goes on from there. I think with Tampa, we'll get to see a little bit more of a looser Tom Brady, and I just don't want it to happen in 2021. This at least needs to be five years after he retires, man. I don't want to see it in 2021 at all. Yeah, that's that, that's the, the reason I think it needs to be pushed back also because they're doing this. So what if he wins the Super Bowl this year in Tampa Bay? That's not going to be part of his documentary because they, are not, they say it's going to be based on his nine Super Bowl trips. Well, what if he goes this year? Whether he wins it or not, that'd be 10 Super Bowl trips. We don't know if he's going to go, but like you said, they need to let him finish his career so then you can incorporate everything in the documentary because it's going to look bad to me if they do this documentary and then he wins it. Because all through the documentary, they're going to be saying he won, what, six Super Bowls? When in actuality, he'll have seven if he wins this one, but it won't be on the documentary. Let's keep it in the NFL. Alden Smith, former San Francisco 49er, was reinstated by the NFL on Wednesday and is set to join the Dallas Cowboys in 2020 after being out of the NFL since 2015. He quoted and said, I still feel young. I don't have the mileage on my body. I still feel great when I go to the gym. I still feel young and fresh, end quote. Turning 31 in September, Smith was once a promising NFL player after compiling 33 and a half sacks in his first two seasons in 2011 2012, 19 as a, a sophomore in his second year. Smith was suspended for multiple DWIs. He states he is now clean and sober. Can Alden Smith reinvent his career with the Cowboys? Now, I think he can absolutely reinvent his career. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not worried about the athletic ability. That'll come back. I'm not uh, training to come back. He got to get himself back in the football shape. But the key words that I heard him say was he wants to change his life, and he's and the fact that he's broke probably right now, and he needs some money, and they give him a, this last his final chance. I think he's I think he's due for you know I think he's serious. I think he's motivated the right way. I think he had this one already. He know what it leads to. He's a little older, so I think he'd be fine. You know, I don't think he'd be able to recreate those uh, thirty three and a half sacks, but. Um, I think he'll be able to be a solid addition to that defensive front. Um, not somebody they're going to depend on every play, but just somebody they can have out there when they need him in special situations and let him get his get his sea legs back up under him. So 
I mean, I hope I hope it works out for him. I mean, we'd love to see anybody get a second chance. We'd land a second chance. So I hope it, hope it turns out well for him. I believe he, he can, you know, come in and be a help, especially with that Dallas defense, because he won't be looked at as the man to stop. The the offense won't be worried about him as much. So he won't have as much pressure on him. And later in the season, as it goes, he'll start to get his feet under him. He'll start to get back in game shape. He'll start to get back used to doing the things that you can't get while training. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much training you do, nothing is like the game. Your adrenaline is running differently. So everything is totally different. But I think he'll be fine. I'm not looking for him to come in and have 12, 13, 14 sacks like he was doing and have 33 sacks in two years. But I think he'll be a, a big help to that Dallas defense for sure. The fact that he is such a talent on the defensive line, the way that he can line up now outside linebacker, the same way Von Miller's and your Bud Dupree's that go get multiple sacks a year, it's no risk at all for the Dallas Cowboys. So he signed a one-year contract for $4 million, $2 million in base. It's the very thing Weezy said. He's fighting for his life to go back to where, where it was. He's, man, he's been out five years, four years. Dude, he's going to be hungry. They say he's down to like 255, 260. Crazy, crazy, like 7 8% body fat. Oh, he's going to kill, man. I just hope it's a situation where we don't have to play the Cowboys because I think dead ass, I think he'll have seven, eight sacks, man, which is going to be crazy. Let's move on to Josh Gordon. With Alden Smith being reinstated, questions have emerged about Josh Gordon. Of course, he'll be reapplying for a reinstatement. The goal is to get him cleared before training camp. He appeared in enough games with the Seahawks last year to satisfy his contract. He'll be an unrestricted free agent. Still only 29. Can Josh go and get his 10th chance? I hope he does, and I hope it's with San Francisco. Bruh. <laughs> I want it. I'd take him today <laughs> in San Francisco because we need a receiver like him. I will give him that chance, just as long as he's not going back to Seattle or Arizona, nowhere like that. The, the Rams, I don't want none of that. But if we could get him in San Francisco, I would love to have him. My only thing with Josh Gordon is I don't believe he's ready. <laughs> yeah. I don't. He's had multiple chances. I ain't just knocking the black athlete as Jay says I do. I just don't think that um, – I don't think he's ready, man. We've seen him. He had multiple chances in Cleveland, multiple chances with Bill Belichick in, 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 um, in New England. Cleveland. He did the same thing in Seattle. He got a show. I agree with you. Like, you know, it's what – like Jay says, it's his 10th chance. And it's just wondering what it is gonna take. I can't. I got an idea what it would take. He needs a. He needs a organization that's off the beaten path. You know, has a very dedicated fan base. Um, call themselves the Mafia. You know what I mean. So to keep him, keep him covered up. Send Josh Gordon to Buffalo, and he won't hurt you for No high profile team. You know what I mean. He's not expected to do much. Just come out there and just be an athlete for Buffalo. It works out well. Yeah, you need it. You need him on this mad franchise. What's up, man? I'll trade you for him. You know what I'm saying? You can Season's have... over with that, Jay. You want too much. You want way too much. For no, that. I didn't. No, I didn't. You asked for my cornerback. I did ask for your cornerback. <laughs> I did. Ask. I should have just got a draft pick. Anyway, I think. Well, you got a draft pick. You got a draft pick. I know. I know, dog. And now I'm probably losing for nothing. Anyway, uh, people know that we're talking about, we're talking about our Madden online franchise. 
I think I'm ready to give up on my boy Josh, man. I just don't think he has the mental ability to make it out clean, man. He needs a break very similar to what Alden Smith went through. I think he feels entitled. I think he needs to be taught a major lesson. And reinstating him would only add to that entitlement that he carries around every day. I hope he doesn't get reinstated. I hope he takes a year off to kind of focus on himself to get better, like the previous four times he was uh, being suspended or whatever. But, man. I just wish and pray, man, that he'd get it together because he's one of the most talented wide receivers I've ever seen. Talk about bringing the showdown. Thanks, Jay. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the uh, NBA. The Brooklyn Knicks are looking to form the latest NBA super team. They already have flat earther Kyrie Irving and KD, Kevin Durant. So to do so, players like Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie, both myself and Jay Hove guys, along with Jerry Allen and Draft picks will be bundled together to make a package deal. And the player top on the list right now is Brad Bill from the Washington Wizards. So, FSP, can this happen? If not, who completes the next super team if it's not Brad Bill? It can happen. It probably will happen. One thing about it, he probably won't get along with KD and Kyrie Irving and they'll break up before it happens. That's exactly what's going to happen. Does anybody disagree with me? I can see that being a tough huddle to be in, though. I'm not going to lie. KD, KD and Kyrie Irving might be hard to hang around with. I'm not, not even going to front. I don't see it happening. I don't think that's a good good trio um, because somebody – it's not going to work out because you, Kyrie wants to score, KD wants to score, Bradley Bill wants to score. Who's going to be the person that takes that Chris Bosh, Kevin Lovish role out of those three? I just don't see how that, that trio would work. I don't see that happening. Listen, fellas. If they get Brad Bill, they can win a championship. I don't think mm. anybody will want to see that happen because that team is loaded if they get him. I think he's one of the most consistent players over the last three or four years. He's the second leading scorer in the entire NBA this year, y'all. I just said there's nobody in Washington to shoot. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the only thing they would have to gut their entire roster for somebody of his age, ability, and that contract. So I think the best thing for them to get is a person like C.J. McCollum. You get C.J. McCollum, one of the good two guards in the league, but super just mild-mannered. I don't think he'll get into it with Kyrie or KD. He'll just kind of play a back role. Brad Beal is a star. He knows he's a star. He's not going to come there and be second, third fiddle. It takes a different person to do that, like Kevin Love, like Chris Bosh, Brad Bill is not that guy. C.J. McCollum has that laid-back attitude that would help out. And you wouldn't have to give up as much. Maybe just Kerry Silvert and uh, maybe Jared Allen as the trade bait. That's enough. But if you try to go get Brad Bill, you got to give up Levert, Spencer, uh, Jared Allen, and draft picks. So it would take a haul to get Brad Bill. And you, you had a good point when you said who's going to play the Chris Bosch. Kevin Love role because yeah. can you see Brad Bill being resorted just to being a jump shooter? That's what it may be. Hell no. KD and Kyrie are ball dominant players. You, you know what I mean? So he could be reward, you know, resorted back to being just a jump shooter. That might not be up his alley right there. Spoiler alert, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving will never win a championship yet. Just won't happen. Just won't happen, dog. Yeah, just I think so happen. too. I think so. That's yeah, that's just, completely I think that's James Harden, Chris Paul all over again. They're both so mentally fragile that once things get into a situation where, you know, somebody got to get get the ball, 
Dude, Kevin Durant left playing with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and um, um, who else was on that team? Draymond, uh, Clay Thompson. But why the hell would you leave that? And they had the money to pay him. Because you're mentally fragile, dude. You're mentally fragile, dude. He just got tired of hearing that he was a snake and <laughs> things like that. He just got tired of hearing that because you yeah. know what he did. But you also know that those same things are going to come back him playing with K- with uh, Kyrie. I think he got tired of hearing that it's Steph's team. Even though he was winning the finals, MVPs, and all that, everybody knows it's still Steph's team, and he hated that. He, he, wanted, he wanted people to say Golden State is Kevin Durant's team, and that was never going to be the case because Steph Curry was there before he was there. They had already won before he got there. So then and it was never going to be, this is KD's team. It was going to always be Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant, and he didn't like that. Here's the thing. The team is not going to be his in Brooklyn. That team's equally Kyrie's. It, Kyrie is from New Jersey. So yeah. that, that's, that's his team. Mm. That's if, his he wanted, if he wanted a team, he should have stayed at OKC. 100%. That's true. You should have never left. Russ was okay with it being his team. Yeah. 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 He wanted a squad and then that yeah. yeah. Shout out to Russ, man. Shout out to Russ, man. He got to play. I had a how did 2K? Hey man, you got never mind, we'll talk about that another time. Whew. Hey, <laughs> he's good. That's all I'm gonna say. He's he's good at 2K. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, not, but you that, that one game, dude, you you only he only beat you by four. I know. That's the best game I played in my life. No mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Still lost by four. <laughs> I mean, that is another episode, Full Sport Press, episode 318. Got another one, man. Listen, man, I'm ready to get back in the studio. I'm ready to get some yeah. more content made. Soon, man. Soon, Weezy's real close to the camera. Uh, <laughs> Very. <laughs> Doing his Sean Garrett impression. Doing his Sean Garrett impression. Golly, man. He's really close. <laughs> Um, everybody for sure don't forget to go to youtube.com slash full sport press subscribe we're doing a giveaway in june for our subscribers so stay tuned for that hit that follow button on there hit that subscribe button comment we got to get that going for sure most definitely most definitely the tweets with questions yes a good space right there we be good right there Tweets with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. <laughs> Don't forget to comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. Oh, wow. To tell a friend, man. What's oh, my God. Wheezy. <laughs> Everything paid for. Jeff. <laughs> cameras. That's the definition of cameras always being on. Yeah. It goes a lot. Get a drummer song. The revolution will be podcasting, man. Cameraman, we out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.